Welcome to our Frontline City Church podcast. This message will activate and inspire you in the supernatural love of God to find your purpose and reach your destiny through Christ. So to make sure that you get one person, invite ten. One of the ten will come. The second part of that I took from the conference is that we don't minister for God, but we minister to God. We cannot doing everything we're doing here. The new property has brought a whole lot of new work and new things. And so easily to say, God, I'm doing all of this for you. We need to do it to Him. We need to do it to Him. I have seen marriages fall apart because people do stuff for their husband or wife. But they haven't done it to their husband they going out, let's say you go out to work to bring in money. But the other person's desire is quality time with you. And you work overtime every night till 10 o'clock on Saturdays. You say, I'm doing all of this for you, my wife. But what she doesn't want is the diamond rings or this thing. What she wants is time with you. And that is the difference between four or two. So we could do all this stuff for God here. But if there's no relationship, it means zero. It means zero. God is saying, I want you to minister to me. If you're packing a chair, if you're sewing finances, if you're playing a music, make sure it's in relationship. Make sure it is about God, I'm doing this. See what I'm doing. Experience the joy of what I'm doing because it is to you. In 1 Samuel 3 and verse 1. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. So before that, the prophet Eli was there and he was doing all this stuff. But he had lost the heart for it. And suddenly this young little boy came and he started doing it to the Lord. And the word of the Lord was read in those days. There was no widespread revelation. When you're doing all the right stuff with the wrong heart, you'll find that God is not speaking, God is not revealing Himself. There's no intimacy with Jesus. But when we get to that place, we know all know the story that Samuel then started hearing God at night. God started ministering to him. He went on to be one of the longest priests in, and prophets in the kingdom of God, ministered to David, ministered to Saul. He was a long time in ministry. But it started as a young boy. He was ministering to God and not for God. And as Frankline, we must always keep that at the heart of it. Mom shared this scripture, Acts 3, verse 19. The repent therefore be and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You see, we have to say, God, you are the center. Whenever we've drifted away, stuff has become the center. This building can become an idol. Because all we can do is, hey, I've got to get this wall painted, I've got to get that office painted. What about the water tower? 
put it at the place inside here, and suddenly the place becomes an idol. And I'm not saying we mustn't fix and don't hear me wrong, but it can take our attention off God that it's not a blessing, that it's a curse. And we have to make sure that we stay in the presence of God. We must practice His presence. Last Sunday night, who was here? Wave your hand. Tell me if it was crazy, then really wave your hand. It was out of this world, eh? God was doing just stuff here. What we've been pushing in for so long. And if you weren't here, you've missed out. I'm sorry, but it was such a powerful time in the presence of God. It wasn't planned, it wasn't worked up, it wasn't done anything. But God just came and moved and moved and moved. You see, the, some people serve God for the presence He has. Yeah. We serve God for the presence. Yeah. Amen. A, yes, automatically you get the presence. Yeah, presence with a T, like a birthday present. But we are pushing in for the presence. And it's not about what He gives us, but it's about who He is. Then what he gives us is a base song. It's because the testimonies are very seldom about the presence. The testimonies are about the presence. And it might take the focus to the things God does for us. Healings. A family member gets touched. A marriage is healed. Finances. Those are all things that flow out from the presence. But when they become the focus, we're in trouble. We need to always the presence the focus in Haggai 2 and verse 9 God promises the glory of this latter temper shall be greater than the former says the Lord of hosts and in this place I will give peace says the Lord of hosts our church here will go to a greater level of glory glory talks about the presence glory doesn't talk about nice painting and pretty carpets and paintings on the wall and stuff. Glory talks about the presence of God. The presence of God in this place is going to be greater than it was in our previous building. The glory of God in this place is going to be greater. So, there will come two things from the presence of God. Refreshing. Who is tired after life in the last few years? The pandemic and the struggle and the survival has sucked everything out of us. Has just tried to say, how can I make you so tired that you don't even want to get up in the morning? God says, times of refreshing will come from His presence. But Satan says, don't go to church because you need to rest. God says, come to me so that I can refresh you. Come to me so that I can give you new life. Come to me so I can take the burden that's totally making you so tired that you don't want to get up in the morning. I want to take that burden, says God. And I'm not talking down to anybody because I've experienced that tiredness and that near depression during these years. But God says, I'm bringing times of refreshing. I'm bringing times of restoration. Zechariah 9 and verse 9, 9 to 12 says, 
Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. That's what we did here last Sunday, tonight especially. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation. So the kingness of God is going to come to this place and bring many people to salvation. Lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. And I'll cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. So Jesus is saying, you might look down on me arriving on a little donkey, on the foal of a donkey. But within that, I'm going to operate higher than the racehorse. When Jesus on a donkey is better than you on a racehorse. Because God says, I'm going to cut off those things. The battle bow shall be cut off and I shall speak peace to the nations. And this is the word to the Ukraine situation. God is going to supernaturally bring peace in the world. Don't fear, don't expect trouble. God is going to turn that situation upside down. Ukraine as a country has said, God, uh, to Putin, you can take our churches and you can take our places of worship, but you can never take our worship from us. He said, you can burn down our churches. That's what the president of the country said. But you cannot take our love for God away from us. And that is going to bring a victory. It doesn't matter who's the strongest. It means who is depending upon God. We're going to see peace in the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea. And from the river to the ends of the earth. Can I have a map of Africa please? I only asked you that later so it takes a second to do but listen to what God says. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Now if you think of South Africa here, we are one of the countries that has two seas, the Indian Ocean and the Atlantic Ocean in our one country. And we are uh, sort of like our borders at the top is the Limpopo River and in other places the Orange River. So when God says from sea to sea and from the river, then I hear he's talking about South Africa. He's talking about this green little piece at the bottom there that's got sea and sea and kept in by a river. Wow. And from the river to the ends of the earth. So from there all the way up right through Africa and right through Asia. But he shall speak peace to the nations and his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. I'm prophesying to South Africa. Peace is coming. Change is coming. Situations are going to turn around because of this scripture in Haggai verse 10. Haggai 9 and verse 10. And for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare to you, I will restore double to you. God is saying, I'm taking you through a time of restoration. This is an absolute time that God is restoring what was stolen during the pandemic. People that have lost something. And this includes members, this includes finances, it includes marriages. God is in the process of restoring. And we are going to see double for double. Isaiah 40 says, God's people are comforted. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. 
speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare has ended. This time of fight that has been so big, God is saying the warfare has ended. We will see peace and we will see breakthrough in the areas of war, both in our country and in For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all of her sins. When God is speaking comfort, He says, speak comfort. Yes, comfort my people. He is saying, if you are in turmoil, if you have had it hard, if you're in a place of saying, God, I don't know how it's going to work. And God has given me as an apostle an instruction today to speak comfort to you. To say to you, the double is coming and your warfare has ended. Your struggle is over, says the Lord. Your struggle is finished, says the Lord. If we can just tune into the presence of God more than anything else, we will see God do it. In Genesis 39, it says the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. When you start operating in the presence, the presence isn't something that happens on Sunday mornings in church. The presence is a lifestyle of being conscious of who God is and what He's doing to me. And it makes me choose what I watch. It makes me choose what I do. It makes me choose what I say because His presence is with me all the time. The Lord was with Joseph. Another way of saying it, the presence was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. Success and being in the presence of God goes hand in hand. And some of us might not have seen it. Some of us might have seen the opposite. But God says, I'm changing things around. I'm changing things around. Oh, yeah. You know, what I saw for my own life and I believe for many years is what I call a Mack truck experience. Some of you are too young to know what a Mack truck is. But when I was young, the biggest truck that you could buy was a Mack truck. It was a massive, big truck. Those days, they were 18-wheelers. Today, you get 30-odd wheels on a truck. But those days, the 18-wheeler was the biggest. And the Mack truck, if you have a Mack truck accident, it just wipes you out. So many of us have been feeling like we're on the road with God, like Joseph was. He had his dream, he had his vision, he was on his way. And out of the blue, his brothers throws him in a pit and sells him. And he seemed like he's off his plan. It seems like his vision wasn't coming true. Then he goes, eventually sold it to Potiphar's house, and things are beginning to come together again. Things are going in a direction, and another Mack trucker just comes and knocks him off the road, and he lands in the prison. Who can relate to experiences like that, that have just surprised you and taken away what you thought God was doing? And I saw, like, see this picture, if you see a graph, okay, I'm here and I know God is taking me there, and I'm on my way, and I just get knocked down, and now I don't know how to find my way. But God says that even map truck experiences, even accidents. The day that I took Jared home when he was born, took Mandy and Jared home, 
and we lived in a flat and I carried them up and got them comfortable and I went to go buy milk or something and at the robot of our block of flats somebody came through a red robot and just knocked me like down the road and real damage to everything and you have to just refocus and rethink and you have this if that happened a couple of minutes before the time my newborn baby would have been in the accident if that happened just seconds ago my wife that's just come out of the operation would have been crashed because that side of the car was totally crashed in. and i've had many kinds of mac truck experiences in my life but God says, I'm putting you back on track. I'm putting you back on what I've promised you. The dream that Joseph had was still true, even though his brothers threw him in the face. Yes. So whatever God has promised you, and whatever life has thrown at you, God still stands above it. I want you to not think about the experiences that you've had that seems to have taken you off track. Because God says, I'm still busy with the same thing. And yes, Joseph, he thinks his road's going to go like this, and he goes up, and he gets knocked down. And he starts building back towards his part of his house, and he gets knocked down again. But guess what? He still ends up exactly where he was on his way to go at the same time. The experiences that you have that seem to have knocked you off your process has no effect in the long term. God is still taking you to where He's taking you. If you stay in the presence of God, no Mack truck accident, no train smash, nothing can take you off what God has got planned for you. You might not be able to see it. You've just got to believe it. You've just got to stay in and be successful by being in the presence in whatever condition you were. Joseph was successful as a slave. Instead of going to sit on a heap and saying, I'm so upset, my brothers hurt me, they didn't treat me right, and here I am as a slave, God doesn't love me, and given up on the things of God, he still walked with God in that. Then again, a false accusation comes and knocks him right off the track, and knocks him right even further down. And he was successful in jail. Yes. Because he could keep his heart right. Yeah. He could stay in the presence of God, even though he had none of the presence. He had none of the things that he believed he should have had as the beloved son, as the one with a coat of many colors, as the one with the dreams. And some of us are saying, but nothing in my life is manifesting what God has promised does not take anything away from the promise of God. Amen. God is busy in your life the same way He was busy in Joseph's life. I want to say this, that Egypt and Israel went through the same drought. The same seven years of abundance before the drought but because of the brothers action that by pushing the one out that had the revelation the blessing would have been on Israel and they would never have become slaves in Egypt if 
if they never sold their brother. Because the revelation was in Joseph. They would, sometimes we can go through the same circumstances. But the one will lead to abundance. Egypt was in abundance for many years. The very drought that put Israel into slavery. Put Egypt into control. And the only difference was a man that could discern the times. That is the only difference. A man that could discern the dreams. A man that could understand what God is doing. A man or a woman, I don't... If I say a man, I mean both. So, just understand all it needs for you within the good years and the bad years is to be able to hear from the presence. Be able to tune in to say, God, I'm not taken up by what's happening. What are you saying? Because what's happening isn't what's important. What is important is what is God saying? That the Lord was with Joseph in verse 21 of Genesis 39 and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. So if you want to come free from your prison times, your difficult times, stay in the presence. Stay in that place of refreshing. I'm going to read Isaiah 61 as a prophecy. Speaking over some of my notes, just because I believe God wants to move. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. And I change the me to frontline. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on frontline, because the Lord has appointed frontline to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent frontline to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn and to provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes and the oil in joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. God has appointed frontline to reach into your darkest areas and to minister there to change your whole situation. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Frontline will rebuild the ancient buildings and restore the places that was long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Strangers will shepherd your flock and foreigners will work your fields and vineyards and you will be called priests of the Lord. Frontline will be named ministers of our God. Frontline will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches, Frontline will boast. Amen. Instead of your shame, Frontline, you will receive a double portion. Amen. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. And so you will inherit a double portion in your land. And everlasting joy will be yours. Let's just stand and pray. Lord Jesus, 
right now there's many here that has experienced a trade wreck. Divorce, finances, accidents, death, things that have fallen felt like there's no hope, there's no joy, there's just emptiness. Father, we bring all of those feelings to you this morning. And we understand that your word and your promises are still true. We understand that the anointing of what you have paid for, Jesus, were not taken away by any pandemic or any other event that might have happened, including our own mistakes. Father, we know that when your hand is upon us, we will be restored to the position that you've placed us in. Father God, I pray the year 2022 over everyone here and everyone listening online, everyone that watches this video at a later stage, they will know one thing, that there is a double, double portion on this time. There is restoration of everything that was lost. And that there is salvation in a multiplied way at this time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed today's message. Our services are streamed live on our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.30. For more information and resources, please go to our website www.frontlinecitychurch.co.za or look us up on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.